Hi, welcome to the Flywheel Film Show. From a new and surprisingly expensive townhome off Cold Creek Canyon, Colorado, I'm Jordan. And I'm Austin, where I now cannot afford a house in Dallas, Texas. And I am Justin, too poor to even pay rent in Nashville, Tennessee. Tonight, we celebrate the greatest country in the world with a patriotic dream garage. Dream Garage, all about Texas folks heard it here first. We try to give consumer <laughs> advice. And we fail to give said consumer advice. <laughs> but let me start off this fantastic podcast on this momentous world holiday. Uh, well, <laughs> the U.S. is the world. The world is between saying. Canada <laughs> and Mexico. <laughs> yeah. uh, but let's start off with what are you drinking? Because this is America. I'm drinking... I'm drinking what I've now dubbed the U.S. Drone Strike. It is a shot of Jack Daniels whiskey (laughs) dropped into a pint of Samuel Adams Boston Lager and chased with a Budweiser. Oof. That's wonderful. (laughs) I I got a uh, Texas craft cider, so great uh, all-American craft cider. Uh, it's called Crackberry. It contains cranberries, blackberries, apples, and crack with an asterisk that on the other part of the can says it doesn't contain crack, which is kind of boring. But it's that's confusing. Yeah, it what would is. Be, what would be funny is what to ast- believe if the asterisk said does not contain meth, and you're like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I does not contain apples. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> interesting. <laughs> well, I am a. Um, Taking advice from our fantastic leader, uh, leader of the free world, Ron Swanson. Mm, yes. um, and I'm Amen. sipping Lagavulin Scotch Neat. So, yes. <laughs> I was expecting Austin to talk about how truly American Truly's is, but uh, he's he's upping his game. <laughs> yeah, wow. I, I don't drink that uh, that poor people stuff anymore. <laughs> <laughs> have you tried the new Mike's Hard Lemonade Seltzer Zone? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah I actually have. Um, <laughs> Well, this week, you guys have probably been wondering uh, what Facebook marketplace trends I, uh, I've been looking at, and the short answer is all of them. No. No, we're not. We're not <laughs> this is actually that. This is actually an intervention. Yeah, we're not, we're not doing the marketplace this week. This actually is just about us. I had a whole segment. No, we're not doing it. <laughs> we're going to talk about your excessive window shopping. It has become a problem. This entire episode is de- devoted to helping you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Look at what you're doing to your friends and family. <laughs> hey, Addy, look at this. Check out this Mazda Speed 6. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, okay, Justin, cut it? off. Yeah. Uh, no, we're not doing that. Okay. Well, so that we don't have to listen to Austin's marketplace trend. This week, we have a special segment that is not part of our typical scheduled programming. All three of us share a mutual friend aptly dubbed The Haas who is currently trying to choose between three automobiles, and we are going to forcibly share our opinions. Yes. Now, most people would just call this a debate, but since we are not civilized, articulate, or even remotely respectful, we are just going to call this segment Carguing. Yeah, you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, let me explain the dilemma and the cars we are choosing between. Uh, well, he's choosing between them, but really we are because, yes. you know, that's our job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he's looking for a bit more space. Um, similarly to Captain America, he's built and he's six foot two, so not quite as tall as Justin, but he is, um, let's just say we used to call him Thor when he had his long hair. 
and before Thor's in-game transformation. <laughs> um, so he loves his Miata, just like me. Uh, we bonded over our Miatas. I mean, we've known each other for 20 years, but our Miatas have helped us bond, um, and he wants a bit more space. I don't know why. I think the Miata has plenty of space. Probably because he's six foot two. Most, most of the world disagrees with me. <laughs> um, so, But, you know, the Miata has a lot of space, but he wants capacity for golf clubs. Very important. That is his stick if you will he's been um, he's been kicked out of top golf for hitting it too hard yes that's, <laughs> that's gnarly. He scored he scored about 850 on top golf um so he's an avid top golfer and i think an avid golfer as well uh, I think he plays real golf too. i think he yeah, does yeah make, that makes so sense. here's here's his dilemma he could keep his current car which he Blue likes, you know, he got it from a family member, uh, 2017 Mazda MX-5 Miata RF in beautiful soul red metallic. Um, or he has been eyeing the Trio or twins, whatever you call them, the Scion FRS slash Subaru BRZ slash Toyota GT86 or now GR86. Those triplets. Um, yeah. <laughs> so triplets originally, well, I mean, Scion became Toyota, so... Uh, well, sign disappeared. So right now, it's Toyota GR86 or Subaru BRZ if he's looking for new. And those have just been updated with more horsepower. And theoretically, the torque curve has been taken care of, although we haven't gotten them in our hands as journalists yet. Um, or he has also been considering the new Toyota Supra, probably the two-liter four-cylinder. He's not really someone who's like obsessed with the best, like most insane power. Like, Which you wouldn't consider thinking about his top golf game. Yes, yeah. it's strange. He likes power and different things. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> coming from a Miata, he, he can't be the biggest fan of going fast. No offense, Jordan. But um, <laughs> he could probably throw his car faster than it drives. <laughs> he probably could lift his Miata, actually. <laughs> so he needs something he can't lift. Um, <laughs> But yeah, he, uh, he needs a car that can keep up with his hobbies, which is mostly golf. He also is a musician, so he has to carry guitar equipment. Um, so basically, the Miata is the worst thing for golfing and guitarists. Um, and he also bakes cookies, although that should probably be irrelevant to this argument. So <laughs> throw that out. Uh, you have great insulation to keep them cookies warm. <laughs> yeah. But he, yeah, he's been eyeing the Toyota Supra, especially the four-cylinder, because he's a practical person, too. And the four-cylinder Supra is economical. I mean, better gas mileage than his Miata, possibly. And looks phenomenal. He does like looks. And I think like and me. It has a turbo. Yeah, it has a turbo. Yeah, so that's that's the obvious winner. So moving on. <laughs> but it's it's tricky because, you know, I mean, Austin's in this predicament all the time. Does he keep his car or buy a different one? And he always looks at buying a different one. But Hassas makes his decisions more intentionally i mean he's been talking about this for like over a year so he takes his time and does his research so, mm-hmm. I, so I thought we'd save him some work and do the research for him so thoughts gentlemen now i, I have scotch. not driven or even been inside the new supra but i know jordan you have a lot of really nice things to say about particularly the two liter as far as how it compares to your miata yes um but I really, I have driven an 86, and I really, really enjoy the dynamics of it. I don't like the engine, but that may be fixing the new one. And the looks of the new one, I think, are great. I think they're really, really sharp looking. Um, 
I, I, I'm torn between those two. I don't think he should keep the Miata, to be quite honest. I think he's had a great run with it, and he's enjoyed it for what it is. But the fact that it doesn't carry guitar stuff or golf clubs means for a lot of the activities that he does, he can't even take it. So that's, in my opinion, having a fun car that you can't do your hobbies in defeats the purpose of having that fun car because you don't get to drive it that much. Yeah. it's. Uh, so, it, I, I think <laughs> if I had to choose for Haas, I'd say go drive the new 86 or the new BRZ because they look phenomenal. And the tor- if the torque dip is fixed, then I think that would make for a really pleasurable driving experience except for the fact that it sounds like a – I don't like the sound of naturally aspirated boxer engines. Not a lot of yeah, people do. That's what you're looking at. You're you're basically looking at Toyota styling with a Subaru engine. Do you know if it's a Subaru transmission too, or is it? I think so. Okay. I think the whole unit's from Subaru. Yeah, so it's it's Subaru internals, which are fine. But the Supra, you get Toyota styling and BMW engine and transmission, which are both phenomenal. But you know, another another key point is he has a Miata that is manual, and he does enjoy the manual. He's not set on it. He's very on the fence. But the mm, BRZ and no GR86, the... yeah, Supra, no manual. GR86 right. has a manual. Well, that's what I was going to ask. I was like, does he want a manual or not? Because that may make that may make up his mind. But if he doesn't really care, I mean, he could get the the GT86. I don't I don't think that came with a manual, did it? Or was it? Automatic, the 2020 uh, 86. Um, yeah, yeah, they, you they can, still you have can still get, manual. You can still get the new 86s, but he could also pick up an old one. Yeah, that's been so that, that's another thing I was going to talk because about. Because there's a lot, of, a lot of really nice, tastefully modified 86s for sale. That, that's another um, thing. is Even even the original FRS was fun to drive. And sure, journalists you know complained about the torque dip, but a lot of people don't even know what that is. So, uh, I mean... It's cliche, but the only way to really choose is to go drive all of these. And, you know, he's been driving his Miata for a couple of years, I think. So it's really just driving the other two. But it's it's somewhat challenging because the Supra is more expensive. Right. But it's such a cool looking car. Like, I, I think the 86 is fine as far as styling goes. And styling is obviously very much in the eye. You know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder for cars. But I... Uh, I love the Supra in person and the G- the 86. I haven't actually seen the new one in person, but the old one I'm kind of meh about. But at the same time, I like really unique things. And there's way more 86 and BRZs out there than there are Supras. So it depends mm-hmm. also if you want that unique factor. Um, and what what's interesting, too, is the Supra has a considerably larger trunk than the 86 unless you fold the rear tiny seats down in the 86 then that becomes bigger so yeah he could easily fit all the stuff in there has yeah. he considered a 2016 ford fiesta st <laughs> and cone blue metallic <laughs> with a orange Recaro interior <laughs> actually I, I really wonder if he would like hot hatchbacks i see i actually do wonder that too i say that facetiously but i also wonder because hatchbacks are just that you can i can fit a lot of stuff like i take my car to costco regularly and it handles it just fine which also kind of builds my argument for like if you can take your car to do the monotonous errands it makes them fun um 
And I, I really, I really don't think he should hang on to the Miata for that reason. And I also think that like he may enjoy the 86. My big beef with it is I got out of my Fiesta ST and got into, I think it was a, it was a BRZ. And when you're used to that really low end power that you get in the Fiesta ST, because you have a really small turbo that spools super quickly, you, you don't have that torque dip in the middle of your power curve. Mm. It's just very linear and very fun. And but, I didn't get that sense from the 86. But he's not used to that. He's used to a Miata, which isn't necessarily the, a, a lot of low-end power on that either. Yeah, he's used to the Miata RF, the ND1, which is actually the slowest Miata since 2008. Um, just because of the added way the RF, and it's before Mazda put in the new engine with more horsepower. So he's he's he has fun. He really is a fan of the slow car fast. But having something genuinely fast could be interesting. So I, I would be curious, without him driving any, I have a feeling on paper he would like the new 86. I, and That's I'm what really I curious to see. I'm really curious to see how the improved and more powerful engine is on that. Because, yeah, they're not turbo, but they are more powerful, both in horsepower and torque. I was actually just thinking that because the, the the horsepower numbers between the new eighty six and the four liter four cylinder Supra um, aren't all that different. So yeah, what is the difference? Do you know? Um, I think it's only a. I mean, it's like I think it's like thirty horsepower. So there is a difference, yeah. but it's not massive. I mean, the four cylinder Supra is like two fifty five or something, and then the um, the new GR eighty six, if they even have official numbers out, is closer to like two twenty something. Um, yeah, two twenty eight okay. for the. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, torque, it, torque may be the big thing with the turbo since right. the, the new Supra, the four cylinder is almost 300 foot pound of torque. Um, but it, that's true because so the, the Supra, no problem. You can fit guitar, pedal board, even a decent sized amp. I don't actually know what amp he's using right now, but that can all fit in the trunk. Golf clubs can fit. I did test it in my video review just for him, um, but kind of. You may want to modify your trunk. It'll basically fit to where the clubs, the golf bag is in between the two seats. <laughs> um, mm. Well, barely. Like it's it's the end of it is ending right where the two seats are, and so depending on the length of your drivers, even it may not be optimal. Whereas the eighty six, the new eighty six, when you fold those seats down, um, I haven't actually driven eighty six or seen one really up close, like with it all open, but. Uh, it'd be, I imagine that'd be a slightly more usable car and even has those emergency back seats when you have three friends with you and two don't care if their legs are cut off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the 86 definitely has the back seats for, uh, storage purposes only. Um, <laughs> I, I, because the price difference between the two. So the GR 86 starts, I believe right around 30, and the four-cylinder Supra starts just over forty, so that's a that's a ten thousand dollars starting price yeah. difference, and and to me that alone makes a pretty strong case for for the new eighty six. But like you said, a lot of that I think comes down to how it actually handles, and if he gets a little taste of that two liter with a turbo, he may want something with a little bit more power. So, yeah, what what I would basically do if I was him is, you know, the, the Supra is, yeah, I think about $12,000 more than the 86, probably let's say 10. Um, so then you'd match that 10 
So he'd buy the Supra and then match the $10,000 he didn't save and also buy like a beater CRV for when he really needs to haul a bunch of things. Um, so somehow that math checks out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You didn't spend all your money on one thing. Now you got a bunch of money to spend somewhere else. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's how money works. That is 100% so, how money works. Yeah. Bot- bottom line, on paper, I feel like 86, but experientially, it's... I mean, how often would you not be able to put your golf clubs in the passenger seat? Which is what he's done with the Miata. Yeah, um, he's made it work. But uh, this, oh, the Supra is just like also the Supra. The Supra just looks so good. Yeah, Hoss, if you're listening, which you're probably not, <laughs> um, you might be. Who knows? Uh, I I really think that you should go test drive a hot hatch or even like a oh, medium warm hatch. I, I, I do, though, because he's yeah. he's only had the two-door coupe, and if he's looking for more space genuinely, no, that's fair. he will fit a lot better in a hatchback. The Fiesta ST has a surprising amount of space. I'm six foot myself, and I have plenty of room he in there. He could rock a Fiesta ST, which is incredibly light, incredibly nimble, lots of power, and you can find them considerably cheaper now, right? Uh, they're a good example you could get for fifteen twenty easily, very yeah. easily. Um, but even then, I would consider looking at like even the new Toyota Corolla and the XSE trim. Oh, uh, yeah. That's you can get that in a manual. It looks great. It's not fast, but like we talked about, he's not used to fast. But if he got a Fiesta, he could still lift it. He could. Yeah, that he could. We have to get yeah. away yeah. from that. Yeah, <laughs> he's too strong. <laughs> well, I think that concludes that one, Hoss. Uh, come by my car Um, so (laughs) as we all know history started on july 4th in 1776 uh whenever texas became a great country Um, (laughs) everything before that was a mistake uh so (laughs) (laughs) this week's dream garage is uh, here to celebrate one of the most pivotal and unlikely military upsets in world history. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, Britain at one point uh, basically ruled the entire world. Uh, they had <laughs> colonies on almost every continent, and their military presence was feared with good reason. So, when the Continental Congress formally declared war on King George, you can be certain it was well calculated and yet utterly frightening. And thanks to the bravery and sacrifice of those men and women who risked life, liberty, and property, the American experiment has since gone on to revolutionize government, commerce, and human rights. To quote lyrics from the Broadway show Hamilton, it turned the world upside down. So this week's challenge is really more of a fun free-for-all. Each of us get to pick one American-made vehicle we use to ride into battle alongside George Washington as we charge (laughs) head-on. What? What are you... I, this is just funny. I wrote it. It's hilarious. <laughs> Keep reading. What are, what are you talking about? You didn't write anything. I'm coming up with this. As I talk. <laughs> Vehicles can be new use or concepts. So there really is no rules. And there's also no budget. So you can do whatever you want to them. Um, Justin, why don't you get us kicked off? Excellent. Since I didn't write this, I'll go ahead and get started. <laughs> so I went with the Ram TRX. And of course, I'm going to paint it. Well, I was thinking matte black, but now I'm thinking some sort of like maybe olive green camo. Throw some American I was thinking flags red on there. White stripes. With I mean, blue. That, that could also do that. You know, blue, <laughs> blue rims. Um, and I'm talking like 
I'm talking like putting some metal Mad Max armor on the front. I'm going to bulletproof the glass. Um, and I'm going to mount a 50 caliber machine gun in the bed. It's got that, uh, it's got that loud engine. I believe it's supercharged V8. I actually didn't research it. The only reason I picked this was because it has a jump mode. Um, <laughs> so we'll have, we'll have air superiority. <laughs> <laughs> and it drives loud, so it'll disorient the red coats. And I can, I can jump over and jump over the horses and get to the cannons and take out everything with my you machine you imagine gun. if you were a red coat just standing in formation? Like, because you know that's how they fought. They just stood there. Oh, but just stupid yeah. idiots, <laughs> and and they just saw this like Ram TRX, like <laughs> with eight hundred horsepower, just like fly over the ridge line. Justin's like, I oh, see your like, horse, and I raise you seven hundred ninety nine, <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be like, right, what's all this Somebody then? Somebody called the cavalry. <laughs> Bro, what's, what's all this then? Brum in it, like Chuck Norris just. Blazing them down. Oh, that's what I need. I need Chuck <laughs> Norris in the back, man, in the machine gun. No, I thought of a paint job either. So you could paint it like those uh, those old war jets with like the shark face on them. Yep. That yeah, scared the crap from. That would look good. Or, or if you really just want to mess with them, paint it like a horse. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> That's a few wars too early on the on the the the, the, the plane true. paint job. They may not understand the they context. The you, just, you just have a little tiny like stuffed animal horse suspended out in front of it on like a pole. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, "What? Oi, bro! How do you get that horse drawn oh, carriage?" Oh, <laughs> Righto. So my, he's pretty quick in it. <laughs> My pick, <laughs> my pick for um, rushing the British front lines is obviously the Tesla Cybertruck. It's an all-American zombie apocalypse-ready truck. Yep. All yeah, zombie apocalypse ready. I mean, dr- so it, dr- it drives twice as fast as Justin's Ram. Um, it's true. And I'll have ultimate silence, so I can sneak up behind the Brits during their dirty water. I mean, tea break, and wreck <laughs> them with my root beer can launcher. Um, oh, there we go. And fortunately, mine comes mostly bulletproof, you know, unless a Brit tries to throw a five-pound metal ball at the hey, glass. You, they didn't have. They had. They had tank. They are not tank. What am I saying? They had cannon rounds. That's so true. Yeah, that you'd probably be screwed. That's to true. Be yeah, I I can't approach any cannons, or I'd be screwed. Yeah. Well, that but that's what the that's what the TRX is for. I'm the cannon guy. That's right. No, but yeah. I tell you, what, yeah, you need to shoot root beer cans. The A and W root beer cans. That stands for ass whipping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, oh man, not well because you know Elon's offering it in any color you want as long as it's you know brushed metallic. Um, so <laughs> I'm. Because he, he's he thinks it's going to be easy to wrap, uh, which is true. It's all very angular. So I think I'm going to do like a just a very um, I don't. I was thinking like like a wrap that's like granite. It's just like it's like a rock crusher, and then like each, a rock. each of each of my <laughs> each of my wheels would have the four faces of the presidents of Mount Rushmore, and as spinners. <laughs> Also, like you'd stop, and the American people would be like, "Hey, George, uh, <laughs> it's the guy." The AW would be America wins, and just be shooting pants <laughs> that just says that on it. 
And then the other thing I, I thought, the first thing I thought of is, you know, the front of the Cybertruck has like that really sharp angle with yeah. the headlight that Ooh, probably yeah. won't pass like the, the NHTSA safety standards because it probably kills somebody if you hit them. So that's like, exactly what we want. Yeah. So yeah, but that works great in this and case. I have, <laughs> I have tremendous ground clearance. What I'm going to do is pull into a shallow lake and then open up the vault, which is the back of the Cybertruck in case you didn't know, and throw a bunch of... Um, packages of tea overboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I show them. Have my own oh, right. Boston <laughs> Tea Party. Anyways, carry on. <laughs> a, a traveling Boston Tea Party. Well, Justin, so as you know, I have a track record of um, breaking the rules in these things. Um, we're not not breaking them, but um, just not following them perfectly. So I am only driving one vehicle into war, but um, I have a swarm of other vehicles that I will be controlling from my vehicle. Um, so uh, the Ford Pinto is an American classic, as we all know. Um, God, not because going? it was good. Definitely not because it was good. Uh, they had a reputation going? for uh, exploding with very uh, low speed rear end impacts <laughs> because Henry the Deuce probably is probably Henry Ford's son thought it was a great idea to put his stamp of approval on a car where the gas tank was right behind the rear bumper. <laughs> yeah, the bumper, the bu- rear bumper really was a gas tank in and of itself. So yeah. So any rear, any low speed accident would puncture the gas tank, and then the sparks from the metal bumper colliding with the metal car would explode the car. Uh, so it was hilarious that that actually was a car that was sold in the United States, and it wasn't recalled, I think, until like the last year of its production, which is just absurd. Um, but I would radio, I would find a way and get like Adam Savage from MythBusters to help me with this, and I would radio control a swarm of them and they would only go in reverse <laughs> and i would just i would have them just break through the the red coat line and destroy their cannons or whatever that it's brilliant and the whole time it's, it's, it's brilliant it's brilliant because they're all gonna have bayonets which are metal yeah that's what i was just thinking exactly every, oh yeah. well, i have power with a stick <laughs> And then uh, the whole time I'm sitting in the back seat of my extremely comfortable and extremely ridiculous uh, Ford uh, Raptor. It's actually a Velociraptor built by Hennessy, the six by six conversion. Oh, um, they did yes. it for Post Malone. So I actually hired Post Malone <laughs> to drive me into battle, and he's chugging Bud Lights the whole time. This is before there were laws to drink and drive, so it's perfectly legal. That's true. This is before prohibition um, and everything. Yeah. <laughs> so I just want to so I just want to confirm that I have this correct. You're going to be sitting in the passenger seat backseat. A backseat of a Ford Velociraptor 6x6 driven by Post Malone who's chugging Bud Light while you're controlling a swarm of Ford Pintos driving ass backwards towards the British front lines and exploding. Absolutely. This is the most brilliant attack plan I have ever heard in my entire life. I think if we ask Politely, Michael Bay would direct it. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought that you were going to say if the U.S. Army asked politely, they could recruit me for like a five-star general. Yeah, this is the next. This is going to be the next Genghis Khan, except you know, without all the other stuff, just the military mind. You know, but but maybe he's a nice person. (laughs) Alrighty, guys. Well, I think we shall call it there. Uh, Thank you guys for joining us. 
yeah if you uh if you guys have questions corrections commentary or know somewhere i can get a new grill feel free to hit us up on instagram facebook even email at the at gmail.com yeah if you enjoyed this patriotic show we just did uh maybe you'll like our other things too instagram and youtube contain the majority of our content at flywheel films and my miata has an instagram at ghosty.miata can follow my fiesta st that may soon be in new ownership uh, kona.party.st and i don't have instagram but you can find me down at the boston harbor throwing lipton tea bags off the docks all right thank yous for listening and goodbye yeah i'll be there too with my cyber truck unloading <laughs> lipton tea out of the vault <laughs> dirty water tea.